and welcome to another episode of Every Pound Behind the Boot. I'm your host Yash and this is a podcast where I get in guests to discuss the insights of food. Though this is just my second episode, I've surprisingly convinced a person from the industry to be the guest of today's podcast. He is an AIFF registered football agent from India. He has his own agency named The Dream Jersey. that represents professional football players of india as well as players around the world adding to this he is an england football association level 2 licensed football coach so please welcome mr taha sadapur hi yes uh, thank you for the introduction mate how are you yes sir i'm fine so how's your lockdown uh, how how has it been going for you uh well not so good of course the the market has been hit really bad and that affects the football industry as well uh as at the end of the day the football clubs owners are also businessmen so of course right. their businesses were harmed and thus harming the football industry so before uh, starting the actual discussion discussion i would like to ask you about a very uh, simple question uh it's that what team do you actually support i wanted to know that uh well i'm a manchester united fan all in okay so i've i've, I've seen a lot of matches at old trafford and it's it's a lovely stadium okay so are you actually going to ma- watch the match uh, that's going to happen Uh, tomorrow after uh, the premier league starting today yeah i mean manchester united is not playing in this week uh, they, the 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 game was postponed um, they're going to play in the next week but yeah i mean i'm going to watch all the games of premier league of course i like to follow football as much as i can and being premier league one of the best league in the world it's it's really exciting to watch all the games okay so getting into the actual business i would like to ask you how you actually been into agenting and what sort of a journey did you go through um well firstly uh, i'm not i'm not very experienced agent i'm i'm also new in the industry but it's been about around 3 3 years for me almost um, to get into this industry um well i was a player as well uh, not not professional but i played at a semi professional level I played in England, I played in Spain. Uh I played quite a lot of games uh, and against a lot of big clubs and uh, so on. But uh yeah, I mean when I was in Spain, I met an agent and he told me about the industry and it fascinated me. And that's when I decided okay, maybe agenting is something which I'd like to do. And since then I opened my own agency and it's been 3 years. We have done quite a bit of deals in India. um we are also some deals in the europe so yeah it's, it's pretty much good also the fact that uh the pandemic has come into context and the way it's affecting all of what football is going through uh excluding the fact that fans aren't allowed to visit stadiums and watch the matches what are the other factors do you think are affecting the football clubs uh, in the industry um well majorly right now it's only uh, the financial aspect financial aspect which is being hurt really badly um of course because of the loss faced by all the businessmen around the world it affected the football industry um players been asked to take wage cut um you can see also in not only in india but also in australia um the league association are preparing to come up with a 30% wage cut for all the players so okay. it is it is kind of a bummer but again we can't do much about it the disaster has happened and we just all have to adapt and move on with whatever also how do you think uh your career or your profession has been affected by this pandemic um of course i mean if the players are getting wage cut and 
for example, if if a player of caliber who can get a lot of money, and because of COVID, the clubs cannot afford that much. So of course, even the clubs are losing on a lot of players. For example, uh, in Indian Super League, the clubs usually can afford quite a bit of money for foreigners, but this year they have like reduced more than 30 to 40 percent of their wage budget. Uh, which yeah. is also harming us in the business because, of course, us being the agents, we get to earn from uh, the commission of from the club and the player. You know? So, yeah, I mean, it does harm us a bit. Um, yeah, but we can't do so much about it anyway. But uh, do you really feel that after the pandemic? is finally recovered uh, do you really feel that you'll get back into uh, track and what uh, was actually happening before uh, the pandemic and uh, do you sort of feel that the same uh, process will again uh, be applied or there will be some changes into it um of course uh, well we all hope that this uh, covid thing goes away quickly and, and uh, vaccinations are out quickly so that we all can get back to our normal lives but um, I can't say for sure that if all the situation will be the same again there would be a lot of changes not in, in only on remuneration part but also in uh, safety part in, in uh, medical part so there will be a lot of changes I don't think anything will be the same again uh, but of course with remuneration everything comes back to normal uh, the businesses will kick start again uh, with those aspects yes it might come back to normal uh, but when it comes to safety and all those things i think it would be more of more strict than before okay so getting back to uh, what is agenting uh, how do you sort of feel being uh, surrounded by the whole football industry and uh, how did you actually choose that specific profession as agenting and not being a footballer or a football coach or something else? Um, of course, I wanted to be a, a very good player, but at the same time, sometimes you just have to realize that, okay, what's, what's something which you can do more? Can you, How far you can go in, in one industry? You just have to be honest to, uh, to yourself. If you think you can make it, then of course you have to go all in. But if you don't think, if you think there is uh, somewhere or the other, there could be some problems or some setbacks. You just have to make sure that you are into a line where you're more confident and your life will be more easier. But of course, I wanted to stay in football industry. It doesn't matter if it's playing, coaching or being an agent. So for me, it was achieving the dream to stay in, into the field, into the sports field. And that's what I'm doing right now. Of course, uh, I couldn't make it to the professional, but I would. I'm really happy that I would be able to help a lot of players out there, whom I would be able to help and get them into a professional level. So, what was the age that you actually realized that getting into the getting into being a professional footballer was actually not the thing that you were meant for to be? and uh, instead being something into the field but not exactly being a professional footballer but uh, being an agent um when i was in spain when i saw the level of football when i saw the that the work which uh, the talent and the work which i need to put in was not good enough to make it to the top level of football and I, th I think I was at the age of uh, 1920 at that time. Um, I realized young because I wanted to start something new at a young age and not when something it's too late. And uh, that's when I decided, okay, uh, as soon as I got to know from my friend about the agenting field and the perks of working into this field, I was I was really excited and uh, that's the, that I made my okay, this is something which I want to do. Um, I'm a person who can help others, who can motivate others to to be something, and uh, that's when it it all started. Uh, I work a lot with the youth players, 
maximum the players I represent are under 2000 or 1999 born. So I like to motivate the young boys and help them get a good club, uh, plan out their career, how they can grow, how they can achieve more. So I like to do all those sorts of things. So all of this uh, comes into the path, but do you really feel that agenting has recently helped a lot in the industry to grow the players and all of the young people that are uh, getting are uh, that are already in, interested into the field but still sort of uh, doubt themselves as show as looking up to them as being uh, the great ones uh, into the future um of course i mean when it comes to working with the youth um a young player is going through a lot of things uh, there are a lot of uh, so for example there are there is peer pressure um, there is pressure yeah. of will i make it or not is is, is this the feel and i should be in so there are a lot of questions which goes around in, in a youth player's mind you know so for me as an agent i like to help them i like to focus uh, get get them into focus that okay look you have to do this you have to work this much you have to sleep this early you have to eat uh, properly okay. so keeping all those things in mind i make sure that i help them to focus as much as possible and to motivate them that okay look you want to be a player this is how you have to do things and that's how you have to, you become a professional so another question is that do they actually act accordingly uh, to what uh, the people like you to uh, that say to them or do they have their own choices and decisions that they make yeah i mean of course i mean every person has their own decision i i never uh, interrupt in their personal life or i never uh, force them yeah. uh, I, my job is to guide them and okay. of course if they do what i say of course it helps them a lot but sometimes yeah there are players who have different mentality different things different ways to do um in football there are a lot of players some players they don't do good in training they don't do good uh, when it's it's uh, come comes to working out or weight lifting or like that but if you put them on the yeah. pitch if you put them put them on to play a game they play a complete different game than what they do in training you know it's 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 like okay this is a whole new different person so yeah i mean players every single person have different mentality and i just have to adapt with that uh, my job is to guide them their it's their decision is their choice to either go according to what i'm saying or build something of their own and work according how they feel is more comfortable okay so i will to uh, not uh, shouldn't say that i've stalked your account but i've quite a lot seen uh, what have what all uh, you've been through and uh, where you've gone and what have, uh, what all you've experienced so uh i've seen you uh, being into the training camp to, camp of uh, uh fc ajax i guess yeah that's correct yeah yeah um that was that was when i was playing and as i said i, I played in in uk spain and i also played in netherlands i got to train with the with the coaches of ajax um i even played against groningen under 19 Twente uh, under 19. I played against oh. Leicester City under 19, Derby County under 19, Valencia under 19. So I played quite a bit, and that's how I have a good knowledge. I did my coaching license also in England. Gathered a good bit of knowledge into football. Uh, I've, I've been into it. That's how I know what what it takes to be a professional, you know. And that's how I guide the youth players. and help them achieve what they want so getting back to the indian side of it how do you feel that uh, being an agent and in india has affected you as a person uh, rather than being an agent outside of india well the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing i can think of is remuneration uh, the money is not that big over here of course the european football is is like huge and but of course uh, i'm an indian and i'm proud of uh, being an indian i want to 
not only build youth players of India, I, I want to take them to Europe. You know, I have, I have really good connections in Europe. A lot of clubs. I've met a lot yeah. of clubs in Europe. Um, my dream is to take good Indian players, take them to Europe, make them play, make their career in Europe and possibly uh, make them one of the biggest legends of India like Sunil Chetri we have. Correct. But then uh, also another question I'd like to ask you is that even if Sunil Chetri has been one of the greatest players even if not considered in the world but in Asia why do people uh, think that he is not capable of playing in Europe? Uh, it, it all comes down to the standard of play you know I mean the work which the work level which you have in India is not exactly the same as in Europe um, of course uh, Sunachetri has played in Europe he has been in Portugal he has been in England and Correct. he has achieved the most uh, for an Indian as possible, you know, I mean, he's in the top scorer of the nation list, uh, in the, I think yeah. he's in the top 10. Uh, he he's in the top 3, goals. I guess. Yeah. Something like that. So, he scored 72 goals for India. It's, it's legendary, you know. Of course, he can play in Europe. It's not, so when it comes to playing in Europe, everybody um, puts, puts it into the top 5 leagues. It's not necessary that you can make it into the big leagues. You can play in, in Scandinavia, you can play in, in like countries like Denmark, um, Sweden, you, you, your target should be go step by step. Correct. Develop there, uh, play more um, and then slowly go to a bigger league and then try to go at a bigger, bigger level. But the first stage is to go into Europe. And that's Sunil Chetri had done it. Uh, also, Gurpreet Gur Singh Sandhu, he was Correct. with uh, Starback in Norway. Yeah. And uh, know that club very well. And of course, Gurpreet Singh Sandhu grew grew a lot as a player when he was with Starback. And now you can see his performance with Bangalore. It's unbelievable. He's a great, great goalkeeper. Even for the national team, he's always spot on. You know? Yeah. So, um... You said that you've uh, known those uh, clubs uh, into the European side quite a lot. So, uh, when you actually visited them, what did you actually uh, experience and feel about those clubs? Uh, one thing I can say is the professionalism level. Um, they are more committed to football. Their scouting system is really different and at a very high level. Um, okay. They, their vision, their mentality is completely different compared to India. Uh, in India, you don't see a lot of youth players like 19-year-old, 18-year-old playing in the ISL first team, you know, in the first 11. But when it com yeah. comes to Europe, the clubs think, okay, play the young player in the first 11, build him, and then maybe in one year, two years, there will be clubs to buy him, you know. So their yeah. mentality is build the player, sell, build the player, sell. And that's how great, great players come into force. Um, for example, I can think of Babetov when he was playing in, in uh, I think it was in Bulgaria. Yeah. And uh, one of the coaches I know very well, he played him at the age of, I think, 17 or 19, something like that, uh, in the first 11. And since then, he was like a really good player. And he turned yeah. out to be one of the best players in the world. He went from there to Monaco, Monaco to Tottenham. Um, oh, sorry, I think it was Fulham and then from yeah. there he also I think played in Tottenham and Manchester United. So he had a very good career but of course it all starts from a youth background, you know, from where you start uh, your football. In Europe, players start from a young age, they start at 5, 6 and from there yeah. they are always in really basics and all those things. So of course the grassroots needs to be developed in, in, in our country. and coming into force has uh, been a major development in the country you know and we have seen a lot of growth uh, in the Indian football you can see the Indian youth national team they win a lot they play a lot uh, with a lot of European countries as well and they get a lot of a lot of exposure now it's the it's time for ISL clubs to show faith in those young players 
play them, build them, you will see there are there will be a lot of clubs out there in Asia, in, in Europe, who will look at the young players and try to buy them. Correct. Also, the fact that uh, Berbatov even played in the ISL for uh, for a couple of years for uh, Kerala Blasters. So yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think was his uh, experience in India, and how did he perform uh, during that time? Well, can't comment exactly on his performance. He's a legendary player. Uh, yeah. I can't compare his game with anybody else uh, when when it comes to comparison with players, Indian players or other foreigners who were in India. Um, he played really well. His you could see his his game on the pitch. That whenever he got a ball, the fans were excited. Uh, all were everybody was just on their feet watching Bobeto do next. You know, so I'm Got sure it. he would have enjoyed the same in India. Uh, the culture of India is one of the best, I think, in the world. And for him to experience the culture, I think it would be a great, great experience for him. Okay. Uh, getting back to uh, the agent part of it, what did you sort of go through uh, to start your own agency named The Dream Jersey? Um, to be honest, uh, this name, me and my friend, uh, we were just sitting together and we were looking to do something, open a company and something like that. And we both came up with this name, The Dream Jersey. Uh, the reason behind is, of course, every jersey of their dream, you know. And it just popped out in, in the head, okay, why not name it The Dream Jersey? Also, what all sort of went into making the company uh, excluding the branding part of it um when it comes to agenting field it's all about connections it's all about your communication skills you know and the first step is to know the clubs know the directors at the club build a relationship with them and after that you have to start scouting players you have to have the right players because at the end of the day, as an agent, we have to take guarantees for the player that, okay, this player will play, perform this much and this much, you know. Correct. So, to keep the, the standard of the relationship between the club and uh, ourselves, we have to make sure that we are delivering, delivering them with a very good player. Of course, the club, they do their own scouting as well. Uh, for example, if it's an unknown player, they'll try and call him on trials. They'll see him, okay, if he's a good player who fits in their style of play. Of course, yes. a player can be really good, but sometimes he doesn't fit, he or she doesn't fit the style of play which in which the club plays, you know? Yeah, so they take uh, quite a bit of time to adapt into the style. Uh, for example, exactly. Eden Hazard for uh, Real Madrid or uh, Alvaro Morata also in 2017 uh, to 19, I guess, in uh, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all about the style of play, you know. I mean, some players they hit because they get hit because they are performing, they are adapting at the with the style of play what the coach is trying to implement, you know. And okay. some players don't adapt and they they don't they're not able to perform. But the ones who adapt, they they go huge. They perform. The clubs see their performance. So, uh, also, I would like to ask you that uh, you've been into the uh, agents, uh, been into the agent industry uh, for quite a lot of time. So, how do you feel uh, India as a country has been growing into uh, the industry uh, through all sorts of all sorts of various factors like? wages or uh, the opportunities that people are getting and also the fact that the brand image that's increasing in India uh, for the football clubs? Um, to be honest, ISL has been a huge, huge, has contributed a huge role 
in developing the Indian football. When it comes to wages, Indian players didn't used to get paid that much when uh, there was no ISL. You know, I mean, clubs used to pay huge amount of wages. Was Mohan Bagan and East Bengal. Uh, other clubs in the Indian league, they, they, they couldn't afford that much amount of salary or the level of football was not that high at the moment. Um, as soon as ISL stepped into the industry, of course, I mean, I-League has been the reason behind Indian football's development, but ISL took it to the next level, you know. And with the, the professionalism of the clubs in ISL is different. Uh, they operate different. They bring top-class coaches. They spend a lot of money. Uh, the investment is a lot. Um, the facility is different, so these things help a lot in growing a player. You know, uh, the facility, the professionalism, wages. If the player get, if a player gets more money, he's more happy. He's is is uh, looking forward to perform better and better every single day. You know, because he knows that okay, the more I play, the more I earn for myself, for the family, and that keeps them motivated as well. You have to realize that football is not just about playing, but of players. They have a life. They have a. Uh, for them, it's like a job. They have to. They play so that they they can feed themselves and their family. You know. Correct. Um, of course, the work is unbelievably a lot. They have to work hard, training every day, in and out. Um, perform. If you don't perform in the training, the coaches don't uh, give the chance to play in the in the first eleven. So you have to keep working hard, uh, competing with your own teammates to get into that first eleven. So that the world can also see you play, the fans can see you play, and your parents can see you play and, uh, and make them proud, you know. So, um, ISL stepping into the Indian football has caught a lot of, uh, in, even in uh, from the European football. Now you can see you have City Football Group who, uh, who bought. Um, Mumbai in Mumbai yeah. City, then you have Dortmund partnering up with Hyderabad. We Correct. had AT, ATK, uh, uh, sorry, ATM, Atletico de Madrid, with from Shetpur and previously with ATK. So Correct. there is a lot of a lot of development, a lot of uh, future prospect which we can see. I'm pretty much sure we would very soon is going to play in the top of uh, top leagues in Europe. We I mean, there is already one player, if you know Sir Spreet in origin, but born and raised yeah. in New Zealand, and now he's playing for Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, yeah. Team, but he got the chance to play in, uh, also in the first team, you know. So, it's not like the Indian players are not good enough. They are good, but Correct. they need to get better and better. They need to reach at that level to compete with the top leagues players, you know. So, with ISL coming in, uh, it has been a huge step for Indian football. Also, how uh, the players are uh, getting high wages uh, entering the ISL. How do you think clubs from the I-League like Bengaluru FC or uh, or uh, uh, Mohan Bagan have uh, are trying and have uh, and Bengaluru FC have actually entered the ISL for uh, since the last few years, but Mohan Bagan has also uh, tied up with uh, ATK and entered the ISL. So how does that affect the whole league? Um, of course, I mean Bengaluru FC was they they went three years ago into the ISL. So but the biggest impact was. Uh, Mohan Bagan leaving I League, you know. So Correct. Mohan Bagan, they tried ATK. Now they are in ISL. Also now East Bengal is trying to get into ISL. I think in few days we will see that okay, East Bengal will also play in the ISL. Correct. Of course, with these two big clubs leave, the excitement into I League is is kind of gone now. But I mean. If you see, I-League is a league which has developed the most amount of players. These all played in ISL. They all yeah. played in I-League before, you know. And yeah. That was their growth, their, their, their step. Um, for like, It was their stepping stone. Like, I-League helped them to get those 
like the struggling phase. Yeah. So okay. even now, I mean, if you see the young players, of course, everybody wants to be a wants to be in ISL, uh, playing in the first eleven of an ISL club. But the steps they have to take is start with a youth club, uh, start in the maybe try to go into a ISL youth uh, department or I League department. Um, grow from I League second division or play in I League because at the end of the day the level of football I League and ISL is almost the same but just the foreigners uh, which comes and changes the play it is 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 what the change uh, the level of play of Indian players in ISL and I League there's not much of difference so yeah. but it's all about if a player playing in a, uh, does he fit for example a, an ISL club wants to sign a player who's playing in I league but the player does not does not fit their style of play so yeah. they might for him and he might have to play one or two years more play more adapt more uh, show the bigger clubs that okay I, I can play this way I can play that way those come into consideration a lot but in I think in next three years we will see that uh, because ISL right now don't have relegation or promotion, but by yeah. 2025 relegation and promotion will be implemented in India, and that will okay. be the most interesting point in Indian football. We'll see a lot of new clubs coming in, a lot of yeah. players getting developed, and Indian players becoming much much better because the competition will become really really tough. Every single club yeah. will try to the I League clubs will try as much as they can to get into ISL, and ISL clubs then will have won't have the security to stay in the in the first league anymore. They they could lose and go down. So, are there any pros and cons for players or uh, the other staff members like all of uh, all of that include in the uh, club and make the club? Do they have certain pros and cons to be a part of the Indian system and to not be a part of uh, the rest of the world or specifically the European system? Uh, as I said, of course, the professionalism level is different. Indian clubs and the European clubs, that, that sets them apart. The mentality of uh, running a football club is different over there. Uh, but again, not every single European club pays a lot of salary as much as an Indian club pays, you know. Um, for some coaches, for some players, they would be getting paid here a lot more compared to playing in, in Europe. I mean, you can't ask uh, a player like Sunil Chetri or Gurpreet Singh Sandhu, who are at a lot higher wages, to go and play in, in Lithuania where the salary could be really, really low. You know, so yeah. it, of course, remuneration is a big part uh, of this industry. And uh, the fact that uh, getting in, getting back into the story of how uh, you've uh, been into editing, how did you find uh, your passion being football and not being a not being some other sport like cricket or any other sport that is actually quite famous compared to football in India? Um, well, the plan is to go in multiple sports, uh, but for me, football has been my love. Um, I started playing football when I was very young. I think it was, I was like, or nine. And since then, football was the only passion I had and it was the only career which I wanted to choose uh, whether it's be it of uh, playing coaching or agenting I just wanted to be in this field I just wanted of, of, of this sport I love this sport at a different level of course uh, me being an Indian um, we have the thing that okay Indians are sh should be more uh, excited about cricket but I don't have much amount of love for cricket as of yet, um, but of, of course, in, in the coming future, I would like to explore the sport of cricket, boxing, hockey, and a lot more. 
also do you feel that the situation that was uh, at the time you were young uh, has changed quite a lot uh, in terms of uh, the fan base of uh, the certain uh, certain sports in india so like before there used to be 90% or 95% of people that used to only watch cricket and uh, only like 15% or like 10 to 5% people used to watch football um yeah i mean of course the fan base has uh, changed quite a bit i mean you can't force people to watch football you know i mean but if if you have a look uh, the the f- amount of fans watching indian football is much higher right now than of before yeah. um i still play a big role in it um also the indian national team playing in uh world cup qualifiers asian cup qualifiers uh, people are now watching indian football more um the level of play has grown a bit quite a bit much um of course we need more and more uh players uh, i mean we are people with 1.3 billion people in this country and yeah we sh- we should be like um, a factory of generating football players but i think there is something or the other wrong when it comes to grassroots levels so hopefully in the coming years we would see more people getting interested into football than of cricket so what's the major uh, setback that the indian football industry is facing due to the other sports that are surrounded uh, throughout the country um I'm, i don't, i don't know if there are setbacks it's just that the 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 craze for cricket has been there for years and years you know but yeah. if you look at people in in calcutta in goa in kerala they are football fanatics you know and yeah. uh, slowly other states uh, like maharashtra also there are a lot of people who watch football if you if you'll see uh, everywhere every bars or every restaurant even they are um, telecasting football games now uh, in their in their uh, restaurants you know okay i think uh, well football cannot compete exactly with the cricket in india right now but yeah i mean slowly there will be a lot more people watching indian football uh, than of any other sport but of course cr- you, you can't compete cricket cricket is at a different level you can't just compete with that <laughs> yeah, yeah and one of the last questions that i'd like to ask you is that how do you feel the current transfer window has been going uh, to the rest of the world like chelsea buying bagging in around 6 to 7 players uh, and all of them being uh, in the top leagues also the fact that india are looking for so many players outside of uh, asia and looking for for players that have actually failed in the uh, top leagues but are trying to recover and revive their career um of course i mean indian indian clubs they when it comes to foreign signings uh, they have to be very careful uh, you can't just sign a player who, whose career is going down you, you 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 have to sign a player who is at a very good form right now and try to convince him to come to india and, and give him the project now as as you know the isl league winners they get to play in afc champions league group stages Correct. directly So yeah. Goa is one of the club which will be playing that the first uh, Indian club to play in Champions League stages directly uh, will be Goa in in this season you know so yeah. that will attract a lot of players uh, a lot of good players but it all comes down to scouting uh, if you see Goa has signed uh, i think nearly 3 to 4 players all from Spain um because they feel those players they fit their style of play their mentality and they the, the coach's mentality so it's all about the project you know yeah um, when it comes to clubs like chelsea they're signing top players like zh kai havertz werner i mean the owner of the club is abraham which is like <laughs> he's yeah he's, he's one of the billionaires yeah he's he's a money making machine so 
of course he can afford that much but at the same time they have a lot to fight for when it comes to the indian club right now it's it's the first year for a club to play champions league slowly you will see that indian businessman indian investors will be investing in football a lot more when they will see the revenue which the clubs will earn from playing in champions league playing in champions league is a is a huge thing uh, if you look at clubs in saudi arabia in China, tons and tons of money nearly uh, players who, who get like 7 million 10 million dollars a season in china you know yeah they can they attract players from top leagues in their in their peak and because of the money you know i mean if if you are throwing 10 15 million in just wages you will attract the best of the players so of course i mean indian um invest investors won't spend that much amount of money but the more the remuneration the more the better players you get of course i i wouldn't want uh, the indian league to be all about the foreign players i want the indian players to play more so as uh, maybe from next year even in the isl there will be 3 plus 1 rule implement three normal foreigners from any country and one yeah. mandatory from asian from afc confederation so okay the less the amount of foreign players playing in a club the more the indian players play the more the indian players playing the more the development of the indian players will happen right now we can't think of a striker uh, better than sunil chetri in india right now and we don't know exactly who will be our next striker when sunil chetri retires so it's like who will yeah. retire at the moment so in order to build good strikers you need to play strikers at a striking role in isl but right now if you see it's only the foreigners who are playing in that position so yeah meaning you, the indian players don't not getting chances at all to play over there if they're not playing if they're not getting the game time to play as a striker they'll never develop so it's all about the the game time the experience you get on the pitch the more the games you play the more the experience you get and the more the better you get So right now that's that's not the case but in the coming future as the foreign signings will go down indian signings will increase and you will see more uh, uh players being developed you will find a lot of diamonds in the rough yeah correct also the fact that how india has been sort of like a retiring hub for the top players like nicolas anelka or uh Dimitrov uh, Bobatov or uh, Udbeche or players like Mendoza or Koro do you feel that players like these uh or actually uh, the young uh, like uh, India being the retiring hub should nearly change into being the country that will accept not only players that are trying to finish their career but also getting in the young prospects um to be honest in my opinion um isl clubs signing players about the age of 32 they shouldn't be doing that i mean you're signing two old players uh, yeah of, of course i mean their experience in football is really good but at the same time you're you're, you're signing up a player who will finish their career in next one or two years um my I my set of thinking is a bit different. Um, I I think in a manner of use bring in a youth player, sign him for a multiple years, play him really good. For example, example I can tell you is Hugo Bumus, uh, who is in Goa, who was in uh, right now he's in Goa, but we would yeah. see him going somewhere else. Goa signed him uh, I think 2 years ago. They signed him on a multiple year contract. He still has uh, I think 3 years Two or two or three years contract more with Goa, but you will see that Goa will be selling him, maybe possibly in this season currently or next season. But uh, and for sure that will be their biggest transfer fee uh, achievement for Goa. So it's all about bringing young players who will who will play really hard, who will work hard, who will perform more. The energy level will will be more. the gameplay will be faster and you will make a lot of money by selling the players so the, the the entire project should be all about 
building a player, selling so that the, even the Indian clubs profit from it. And when there, yeah. there is profit uh, in these aspects, you will see more clubs wanting to come into the league. The more the clubs, the more the players, uh, the clubs will have to sign. It will develop in this country and you will see a lot of changes. But of course, I mean, uh, players like in the first two seasons of ISL, you, we saw a lot of marquee signings. But of course, that attracts a lot of fans as well. And yeah. it, those marquee signings played their role in a manner. And I can't, I can't say that they were they were bad signings. Of course, they were they were top signings. You bringing in Analka, bringing in Diego Forlan, uh, and all yeah. the, the top players. You know, I mean, you are attracting fans. Uh, the the Indian people who, who watch a lot of European football. You are attracting those people to come and watch uh, their favorite player in their home country. You know, so. Got it. Uh, they, those marquee signings did play their role uh, at a huge level. But now, as the Indian football has grown quite a bit, now it's time for them to bring in young players, try to win the league, get into the AFC Champions League, perform there. Because in AFC Champions League, you will be performing against top clubs uh, who have a lot of money to spend. Who uh, like clubs from Korea, Japan, Iran, Saudi, China? They have their development is at a different level. It's 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 so so high. Uh, their gameplay is faster. When it comes to Indian football, the gameplay is not fast enough as of yet. Yeah. And the older players, the foreign uh, players who are at the age of 34, 35 them making the game slower uh, in India because of which the gameplay is not fast enough as of yet. So to have a gameplay fast enough, you need to use young players. The younger the players, the more the energy they have, the more the uh, passion they have, the more the desire they have to play better, to make the name for them. And the, every single player has a desire to play for India. So everybody in the national league, so everybody is trying their best to make their way to the Indian national team. So, I would would be uh, to the ISL and the Indian clubs to play more and more of young players to develop them more. Uh, think in a manner of developing the Indian football, uh, developing a player, and possibly selling them in the future to a better clubs, uh, which will also allow the clubs to earn a bit of money and also the, yeah. for the player to develop his football and go in a bigger clubs. And one of the few last questions that I'd like to ask you is, as per your opinion, not being an agent, but as a football fan, what do you prefer watching the ISL or the top, uh, the top European leagues? But just as an honest opinion. As a, as a fan, I would always watch uh, Premier League, uh, La Liga, Serie A. But as an agent, I would always watch <laughs> uh, ISL, I League, okay. and I League Second Division because, of course, my clients would be playing there. And uh, if I don't watch, I don't know how they're playing. I don't know their development. And yeah, meaning I'm failing to do my job. If I watch the game, I have to watch it in in a scouting manner. That okay, if if one of my clients is doing these things, maybe after a game, just try to tell him, okay, no problem. You, it was a bad game, but no problem. It, it, it it's okay. A bad day happens. It comes in in their your in your season, but yeah, you have to look forward to the next game. Play, uh, work hard in the training. Uh, get focused. Be mentally focused. Be mentally uh, motivated so that in the next game you perform much better. So, but yeah, as a fan, if you ask me as a fan. ISL wouldn't be my top option to watch right now, as an honest opinion. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would be watching ISL as a fan as well, uh, because I see the Indian players grow. I want to see the Indian players playing in top leagues in the future, you know. So I, I do uh, watch Indian football and I would keep watching Indian football as a fan as well. And the last question to you is, 
uh, what are your predictions for uh, the upcoming season uh, as being a man united fan for the premier league and uh, working and into the isl uh, so for the isl too um in premier league of course <laughs> i would want man united to win it but yeah. uh, you never know you never know uh, there has been signings from other clubs which are top level but what ole gunnar shusha has uh, in his um mind what the the project which he has i hope he gets to implement all of those things which he wants to implement in the club and i hope he gets to sign all the players which he wants uh, i hope the club supports him and uh, hopefully uh, they play a very good football of course united have really top class players they can they can win the league but it's it's never easy when it comes to premier league you, you will have club like leicester city also coming in and win the league you know so it's never easy in premier league um possibilities to- of even Wolves and Sheffield United uh, coming into the top six, I guess. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So Premier League is really, really competitive. Uh, you can't ever predict in Premier League. But of course, yeah. I mean, back into the, I've put a bet on Leicester City uh, of ten pounds. I would have made easily fifty thousand pounds today. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's 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 unpredictable when it comes to Premier League. Um, about Indian football. Um, I cannot actually comment on which club I would want them. Uh, I'd want them to win uh, because yeah. that would be <laughs> um, harming my career as an agent <laughs> yeah. with, and harming my relationship with other clubs. But of course, uh, may the best club win in the Indian league and uh, may the uh, best players get to play more and more game time and. hopefully as goa will uh, as goa will play in the champions league hopefully the clubs in the uh, in the asia in in like saudi china korea japan see the indian players and they they start talking about indian players and maybe look forward to sign them also what are your score predictions for uh, the opening man united game against uh, crystal palace in the premier league um i would say 3-1 um scorers should be uh, Bruno Fernandes of course uh, Martial and Rashford and for Crystal Palace I would want Zaha to score Okay so thank you for uh, joining me and giving me this opportunity we I'd like to conclude this podcast right now because uh, we've passed too much of time and I'd like to thank you once again for uh, allowing me to interview you and uh, have a great discussion. I'd like to I'd like all of you all to please follow and support uh Mr. Sadagar on Instagram. His username is ts_paco and his agency's Instagram username is the dream jersey. I'd also like to request you to follow me and yash underscore nine one one and thank you so much uh mr sodagar sir for having me and i'd love to talk to you once again and bring you once again into my podcast thank you my friend thank you yash very much it was lovely speaking with you uh, and i hope uh, you you have uh, whatever your assignment is it, you you get the best score possible Thank you so. Thank you so. Thank you so much. Yep. Cheers mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye sir.